Welcome to What's That About with Joel and Tina. Hello. Woo. 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 So. Wow. That's good. It's like the little dance party to get you started. Sure. Sure. Just a small dance party. Throw your hands in the air like you just don't care. Woo. Woo. There you have it. All right, that's it for today. We'll, uh... <laughs> we do have a little word to share. A little word. From the verse of the day, 1 Peter 3.15. Yeah, I have the New Living Translation. Oh, it's so good. The NLT is just really on point this week. So, instead... Um, instead. Yeah. All right, we'll come back to that. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And... If someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. Mm. At first part, Lord of your life, the NIV is a little bit different. Uh, NIV says, but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. And and that, that makes a lot of sense. But then to say Lord of your life, that, you know, kicks it up a notch. You know, to have somebody as Lord of your life means that they get to tell you what to do. They're in charge. If whoever is your Lord, whoever that Lord is, that means that person gets to tell you what to do and how to do it. Well, I think the most difficult part of that to come to terms with is that we all have a Lord. Yes. Even if it's yourself. Somebody. Even if it's just yeah. your own little right. self, everybody has a Lord. Right. There's no lordless person out there. Right, and are we satisfied with that? I mean, that's a question to ask yourself. To say, hey, if I'm lord of my own life, is that good enough? Do I know enough? Am I wise enough? Am I smart enough to make a right decision every time? And the good chance is, if you're honest with yourself, you'll say, no. Because we are not good masters, even to ourselves. We abuse ourselves, and we don't have all the answers, and... We make mistakes. But there's, I think the real reason the answer is no is because there's so much that we're not in control of. Well, sure. Like, there's so much that we're not in control of. Right. Like, we can't control the weather. We can't control the market. We can't control crops. We can't control, like, traffic. Like, none of that. Like, we can't, there's just so much. Like, the, basically, the only thing that we can control. Yeah. And even now, even with this, we have some problems with it, is how we react to things. Sure. And so, we're just one reaction or one choice in the sea of a billion others. So to be your own Lord is kind of, you're just sell- be tough. You're selling yourself short. And it might sound like initially, oh, that's a great idea. Nobody tells me what to do. I'm my own boss. But it's going to fall short every time. It's just not good enough. There's just no way you could control enough right. to make a difference. Right. In that regard. But that's the, I think you made a really good important, important, important point there that somebody's going to be Lord of your life. Right. And so the question is not if, it's who. Well, and who. I, I think that, um, you know, a lot of things that in, in the United States, a lot of the culture, the, their lords, when you're not, uh, I mean, like some of the prevalent lords in and out of the church are money, money, family, absolutely, um, possessions, leisure, 
Yeah, like there's, there's, there's all sorts of things that can be the deciding factor in how you move forward and sure. that, that you always vote that thing when you have the option. Mm. So, so how do we determine who's Lord of your life? I mean, if is there a, a simple way to, to figure that out? Is it Jesus? Is it's not? Uh, is there a way to kind of? I don't even know if you have to figure it out. It's yeah. not like okay, well, listen. If I can define the Lord, then I can get rid of the Lord, because <laughs> the truth is, is that Jesus, like in the the Ten Commandments, God said, "You shall have no other gods above me," and so I think that those things at the time, you know, they were little house gods or. They were rain gods or crop crop gods or whatever it may be. The names are different, but the reality of of who they are in our lives are the same. And I think that God is saying like, okay, I'm going to let you know that you're going to struggle with this. But what I need for you is to make sure that I'm the top God. Mm -hmm. That I'm I'm always supposed to be the top God. Kind of makes me think, you know, just as an example of a business. How do you know if somebody's your boss or not? They get to tell you what to do. That's it. They have they have authority over your projects, what you work on, who you work with. That's what a boss is. A boss, by just their title, gets to boss you around. And you like it or you don't like it, but you'd have to deal with it if you were going to work at that place. Right. And so as a Christian, who gets to tell us what to do? It's Jesus. And, and then we've got to, either, either we like it or we don't like it, but we've got to figure it out if we're going to be a Christian. Well, you know, take that example of the boss. They also get to tell you how to use the... The resources of the company. Well, the majority of your time. Yes. Like, they direct right. the... So... Yeah. And I think that part of the issue is is that sometimes we, we look at organizations and we're like, well, I have to do what they tell me to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where this instead comes from. Mm. Um, because the verse right before, it's like, you're going to suffer for doing what is right. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, God will reward you for it. So mm-hmm. don't worry or be afraid of their threats right. instead. Yeah. So I think that that, that first word in, in the New Living Translation of instead is important because it's like, by the way, mm-hmm. you're going to have threats. You're going to have trouble. Yeah. And instead of worrying about that, this is what I want you to do. And I want you to worship Christ, Christ as Lord of your life. Like, I want you to worship Jesus as if you believe that he's got this under control. Because that's the alternative right there is the verse prior to that in 14 is you're going to have all these troubles. You're going to have heartache. And so if you have something else that's Lord of your life and it's not Jesus, well, guess what? Those other things can't help you. They can't make your life better. Well, and I think that there's a lot of truth in this idea that, like, sometimes if we are persecuted for doing the right thing, we, yes. will, we will stop doing the right thing. No. You know, that, that it is, it's really easy. You know, if you're the only person who's doing the right thing, mm. it's really easy to eventually just be like, it's not, it's not <clears throat> worthwhile. Unless you have an impetus to keep going. And that impetus has to be Jesus. It has to be. Because he'll pull through for us every time. And I think that he points to this idea that like by the way if you live like this people are going to ask you questions right that's the second part of this verse (laughs) right if if you live like this you got to be ready because this is going to (laughs) happen it was one of my favorite concepts is this word hope nlt again if someone asks about your hope 
as a believer, be ready to explain it. And so first, you got to have hope, which I think where Peter is leading us to say, Christ as Lord leads to hope. And that is a critical thing when your world isn't going the way you want it to, your life is maybe upside down, decisions you have made, but to find hope in the one thing or the one person that can continue to bring hope is life-changing. And, you know, I think we all are in need of hope, and I think we all know how fragile hope really is because it's based in a promise. Well, and I think that the reason why hope feels fragile is because we often put it in the wrong thing. <laughs> like, hope like, and God never disappoints. Like, there's a scripture somewhere. It's I'm Romans sure. 5. So there you go, Romans 5. You guys got to go look that up. So the hope never disappoints, but it's hope in God because we often put our hope in other things that aren't quite as good. And it comes back to that idea of Lord. So like yeah. if I put my hope in Joel, there will, disappoint you. there will come a time in which Joel disappoints me. Yeah, it, and it won't be intentional. It just will happen. That's because you can't control everything. And we've already talked about this. You can right. really only control your reactions. You right. can't can't control like the simplest things you can't control when the mailman comes you can't control right like yeah none of it and so I think that part of this is for me that explanation of hope is this idea of like I put my hope in God yeah and in fact uh on on my uh, keychain I have a little pewter crest from the McNaughton family. I, I love my Scottish heritage, even though it's tiny. And I come from the McNaughton clan. And that is their crest, I hope in God. And I think that's why I've always, I think, relished hope, but not just any hope, but hope in God, because God never fails. Right, because, okay, here's some examples of I put my hope in other things yeah. and how you can be dashed. Yeah. So like you can go to the, the ball game and be like, I hope my team wins. I hope. Right. But it, but, but there's it, depending on who you follow, <laughs> that's probably misplaced hope. Well, yeah. Even, even the best teams lose. Right. That's misplaced hope because it's not based in anything concrete or anything that you can uh, follow through on to hope that your team will win. <laughs> There's, you can't affect it one way or another. It's not based in anything that you can grasp. But hope in God is reality. So have you seen that at play? Like, how have you seen sure. hope in God? Well, I mean, there have been times where I've been uncertain about ministry. Uncertain about people. And... I always have taken those times of uncertainty and having taken them to God, I'm always reminded of how certain God is. And so God's, the hope that I place in God is this recognition that because God never fails, because there is no turning, there is no darkness, that God, I can count upon God being there, that that is my grounding. That is my foundation. So when people fail and things don't happen the way that I want to, it doesn't shake me because there's something greater beneath that. And that thing that is greater beneath that is the hope I place in God. And there's nothing beneath that. That's the foundation. And so everything that is built upon that 
that, that might crumble from time to time. That might fall down, might need a remodel every once in a while. And I think that's, that's a healthy thing. It's a healthy thing to continue to reevaluate uh, the decisions you've made in your life. Um, and if you need to make a different decision, make a different decision. But something's got to undergird all of that so that you make good decisions. And that's Jesus as Lord of our life. And one of the great benefits of having Jesus as Lord is hope. Because it means that that won't be shaken. And I, we need to hear about hopeful things. And there's not a lot of hope that I'm hearing out in the things that are happening in the world right now. But you open up the word, you turn to scripture, and every time people turn to God, something very hopeful happens. And I love that. I think that the idea, the bedrock, I mean, the, the way that, for me, the hope happens is um, when all of those things that I put my hope in that yeah. aren't from God yeah. ultimately get taken away. Yeah. What's left? And yeah. it's me and Jesus, like, face to face. Right. And it's never like, right. oh, yay, I'm so glad we're here. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's never for me. I, I think that hope is a painful thing. If it's misplaced. No, I think it is painful because hope in and of itself is a longing. Mm. And so, like, you don't need hope when you already know the answer. It's kind of like right. that, that idea of faith. Right. That uh, hope... Well, faith would, is different than hope. Faith is different than hope. So, but I think that hope is like that. There, Normally, hope is associated with some form of a longing. Sure. And so, sure. But that's, what what are you longing for? Right. And so, then that's why hope in God never disappoints. Because right. if you long for God, yeah, you will not be disappointed. Right. But if you long for things <laughs> in the world, even if they're good things, it can right. break your heart. I I, uh, I will admit that there's a show that I watch. Uh, Without me, we call we call it affectionately in our home men digging holes. Oh yeah, but it's uh, also <laughs> known more formally as the Curse of Oak Island. But I call it men digging holes because that's basically what happens in the show, and it's based off of this old legend of a, a treasure that has been sunk in Oak Island. Well, these people have been digging. This particular group has been digging for years upon years upon years, and every year they end hopeful that the next year they'll find something. Well, and at this point, there's no way that they could find any amount of money that would compensate them for how much they've spent but there's digging a, around They have there. a hope. <laughs> what keeps them going is a hope that they'll find treasure. But that hope, more than likely, will never be able to come to fruition, unfortunately. Because it's a hope that is based in a dream. But the great thing about hope in God is based in reality that God is going to come through. It's not based in wishful thinking. It's not based in uh, a, a dream. It's based in reality. I love that. Right. That's why it's worth having faith in God. Hmm. Well, I think that, um, you know, to your point of hope can be difficult. Fragile. It is fragile, and I, I think that so like it, it's it's not this happy-go-lucky thing. Mm. I mean, it, it's fragile. It's painful. Mm. It's um. It's a good point. It's not happy-go-lucky. Right. 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 
you know, that there's, there's something there. There's heartache, I think. Like, I always end up <laughs> in the midst of hope mm-hmm. after having painful events. So I think that there probably is a lot of hope out there. And I don't know that people have the words for it. Okay. Because it's like one of those things of when you don't know what to pray, yeah. uh, let the Holy Spirit pray for you with, with words, with groanings yeah, and words. Words cannot express it. That's Romans again. Yeah. Well, maybe we should have been a Romans study. I don't know. Yeah. So I think that hope is being expressed, but it's not being expressed mm. in this concept of like, oh, I really hope God comes to me. I, I think that more of what we see in today's world is I need for it to be different. Like I, I they don't know how. Right. Nobody knows exactly how. I mean and, and if you if you aren't rooted, like if the foundation isn't like if you haven't made it all the way through all the hopes of the world and like hit rock bottom and all you have left was Jesus, then it can be difficult to to vocalize that or to know it. And I think that people are starting to get to a place where words are not going to work for what they want. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's why we see more people. They need to experience hope. Well, I think that they, they're longing for God. Uh, but but, but don't necessarily know it or but don't can't know articulate it. it. Yes. So I think it's important for us to the be. Desire for hope is a part of that longing. Right. Yeah. And so, like, wow. I think it's more important than ever that we're able to explain it. And as it goes on beyond that, it's like, but mm-hmm. you know, do this in gentle and respectful ways. So key. So, yeah. Like, don't jump down people's throat. No. Don't start internet fights. Lord have mercy. We, if, we if, can do if, better. If you are on the internet and somebody says something stupid, just click away. All right? Click away. Like, and if it's somebody that you know and you need to do something about it, just give them a call and be like, hey, man, I was on the internet. How you doing? Gentle. Gentle, yes, and respectful. And so I think that the truth is is that there is hope, Mm. but they don't know what it is that they're hoping for. But we do. So it's important for us to live it out, to talk about it, to not just... uh, keep it to ourselves but if the world needs hope how are they going to find it unless we are the ones who live it out who already have it well and the, the way to live it out is when you get down that you don't get out that <laughs> you, when you get down don't get out rest and wait in the lord yeah yeah mm. all right well i think that's it for this week that's it We love you guys. Hope that you're all doing well. Take care. If you need some hope, just uh, give us a call. We'd love to give you some. Absolutely. (laughs) Bye. Bye.